This episode of the Aaron White Show is brought to you by the hilarious novel FIFO by Aaron Weston, available from the Aaron Weston author Instagram account. All right, enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Aaron White Show. Today, we have a fantastic guest, Karis Bennell. Karis is a hairdresser, author, and an ex-FIFO worker. Welcome to the show, Karis. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Hey, today, can you just please tell me your story, like how and where you grew up, any life-changing events, and how you, how you ended up doing what you're doing today? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for letting me on, you know, your little show thing going on here. It's really cool. And I did tan two days ago, so I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so I grew up in Harvey. It's a small town, um, southwest, near Bunbury kind of way, you know. Um, my mum's a hairdresser. My dad was a truck driver. Um, I've got two brothers, uh, Liam and Richie. Um, so I did 11 years hairdressing. I started young. Dad said, well, you know what, if you don't go out and get a trade. I was a little bit naughty back then. I wasn't the best teenager, I'll admit it. But he said, well, if you don't go out and get a trade, you're going to learn to be a hairdresser. So I was like, oh, so anyway. It was the best thing you ever did, honestly. It, I fall back on it. It's been the one thing that I've been able to fall back on. You know, it was the best gift you ever gave me, really. Um, so I did that for 11 years. And then I got married. I got married for 10 months. <laughs> uh, I got married at 22 and I was divorced at 22. So um, it, my, my ex-husband, he left for milk and he never come home. So I'm kind of hoping he got long life, to be honest, um, if I catch up with him again. So, yeah, but that's fine. It's really good thing about that is I didn't have kids with him. So, you know, but then I chose to set myself up. I was like, well, you know what? I need to look after myself. So that's when I went mining and that's where I went met you actually um, at Wajina. So... Yeah, uh, so like I said, I didn't have kids with him, so that was really good. I've got a new man now. I actually met him at Wajina, um, and he's really great. You just ask him. He'll tell you. Um, so, all right, so what else can I talk about? Right, so when I went mining, I then decided my husband said he wanted to go around Europe, and um, we'd been trying to fall pregnant, actually, for about a year or so and it didn't happen but I did fall pregnant uh mining um when I was mining we went to um Amsterdam so I fell pregnant in Amsterdam so that was uh, that was that was interesting you know when the doctor said the date my husband looked at me like oh no what what's going to be wrong with this child you know and I was <laughs> like this is I'm like this is awesome like what a story you know what a cool yeah. story to say like my mum like fell pregnant in Amsterdam you know how cool is that I, I'm so like strange. that's better that's way better than Paris everyone gets engaged and pregnant in Paris who gives it you know so anyway um yeah so then I come home um and I started a home salon when I I had a little boy and then followed a little girl and I had a home salon from uh, the kids were 13 uh, months old and I think James was like 19 months old and I worked from home. So anything you want to ask me or do I just keep going? No, just keep, keep chatting away. Oh, good. I'm on a roll here. I'm oh, just going so well. 
Right. So anyway, at 39, though, I noticed that, you know, my health was deteriorating a bit. And so I had a big change and a big um, shift in my body. I ended up, uh, I had a, a couple of surgeries. I realised I had a lot of lumps and bumps going upstairs. So I just chose to remove them. Um, preventative issues and then I had issues downstairs so I did that too that was six months of, no six weeks apart those operations that was huge um, but it was all positive because I was looking after my health and I eradicated any future issues so I just nipped it in the butt you know um, and then I started training every day it started with uh, like a three kilometer walk uh, and now I do I do between 10 and 16 kilometers every morning between five and six a.m. and between, and then between four four to five, I uh, I write and I meditate and I actually do a little bit of praying. So that's a daily thing for me that keeps me safe. Uh, that stops me from getting anxiety because I I developed severe anxiety, uh, like a panic. I got panic disorder. I think that just comes from lots of things building up in life that you push behind and you don't um, deal with but then you know when you have children like I've got a child with anxiety and I've got a child with PTSD second degree so you know when something happens to your children it changes you like totally changes you because you know if you think you had a broken heart before when your kids are involved that's when you're really you know, that's when you really kind of feel it. Till then, you're just cruising through life, aren't you? You know what I mean? So, um, but it's all unavoidable, unavoidable suffering, you know, um, and you've got to think beyond your circumstance um, because not everything is in your control. You know, you can't dwell on it. You've got to pick an emotion that you want to go with, you know. The right emotion, is it pulling you to the, the future? Is it pulling you to the past? Or is it, like, pulling you, like, just to keep you present where you are and it's good to be present where you are to be grounded to know that know how to do that um, but you've got to be careful not to dwell on things that draw you back 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 into the past where it's stopping you from facing things head on and growing because you know growth is um it's really important and it's good for mindset and um but you do have to get used to being uncomfortable success is really uncomfortable as you know yourself you know you always getting these challenges in front of you, aren't you? So, um, yeah, so you've got to grow through what you go through, really. Uh, suppose you want to know why I wrote the books or do you want to know why my daughter has PTSD? That's what I was thinking because you touched yes, on the... Yes, I like, knew whole, you were going to... Yeah, you're, you're like touching on and hinting at the, all these like yeah. post... If, uh, these okay. events that have happened and you, mm -hmm. you said the broken heart bit and all that type of stuff, so... Yeah. Go for it. Okay, so I have this, I have, I had the bit aside just in case I um, didn't touch on it or not. It is a touchy subject. It is the, it's the, it's the thing that probably broke me, uh, that sent me into a panic disorder. Um, I, I, I choose, I've learned to revisit things, not relive them. It's okay to allow myself to revisit this for a second or two or 10 minutes while I talk to you about it, but I won't relive it. And I won't let my emotions get in the way of it. So I've had to learn this um, mindset. And it's taken two and a half years of constant meditation, training mindset. So on the 24th of October, uh, not last year, the year before, 
I had a phone call from the school. It was about 10 minutes before school pickup. And my daughter had been in an injury on an excursion. Um, and so what had happened was she was uh, apparently on a basket swing with a pile of other children and they weren't being age appropriation like supervision. My daughter got dragged six times and crushed under the uh, basket swing. She ended up with a spiral fracture, a snapped humor bone, dislocated elbow and nerve damage in her hand. Shit. And, and um, it happened in Perth. And uh, the thing is, there was, there was a whole pile of adults around and um, she told three people she couldn't feel her arm and no one listened. They said, you'll be right. And she actually carried her arm like that. They didn't take it to hospital. She was given no care. She wasn't, she wasn't heard. She wasn't listened. She wasn't acknowledged. And when she spoke about what happened, she said she couldn't feel her arm. And that, the main thing they said was that she looked okay. Well, I don't accept that, you know. Uh, so that was that was that was really hard to go through as a mother because I couldn't do anything. I wasn't there, and she was six, you know. And you don't expect your daughter to walk around like that for around three hours, um, and put on a bus as well where the only person that cared about her was her six-year-old little best friend, bless her, uh, gave her a jump. She, she was so cold from what had happened that she passed out from shock in the bus. And apparently the screams and cries were horrendous. So uh, that was quite traumatising and it was very hard for me. And, you know, when you, when you go through something like that, it takes, as a mother, it takes courage strength you have to find um you have to dig deep because if you're going to do the whole woe is me and go on and on about it it's going to get you nowhere so you slip into either fight or flight mode and I think I was in oh my adrenaline was running hard for ages we had to do children's visits at the children's hospital you know to visit the children's hospital every week she ended up undergoing surgery uh, to remove the nerve that was stuck on the bone, twisted around her arm. Um, and so, you know, the, the thing is then, then what happened was I then, when, when things started coming down, my body had been in flight mode for so long that I ended up suffering panic attacks uh, to the point where I would wake up in the middle of the night and my whole body would be shivering. I couldn't even talk. And my husband would be like, it's all right, just calm down, just calm down. I, my nervous system had had enough. And it might not have been just this one occurrence. It's probably the divorce. It's probably childhood. It's probably things that have gone on in my life that I've buried, right, and then these have come along and it's just crushed you, you know. And so that was pretty intense to, to, to say it's still going on because I didn't let it go. I'm taking on the school is, um, and that's something I will do uh, because they said that we, we reported things and they said they followed all policies, but we know they didn't. So, um, so anyway, that made me, I'll get off that now because that's done. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I just revisited, that's fine. Uh, but anyway, I wrote the books because 
when you wake up at one o'clock in the morning and you've got these panic attacks, I have two choices. It's either, okay, breakdown, you're going to have a breakdown, or you're going to write and put that energy into something, find a new dream, find a new vision, find a goal that you've always had. Now, I've always taken notes. I've always taken notes. If I'm driving along and I have something popping in my head, I will stop the car. And these are my journals that I constantly have around me all the time. I write things down that I know I'm going to use in the future. Uh, and so I just started writing. Uh, that's all I did. And it was it kind of got my mind off thinking about her sitting on the bus crying. Because if you think about your children in that position, it's quite heartbreaking, as it would be, you know. Um, so I worked on myself. Um, I turned into exercise mindset. I had to change my group of friends. Uh, not saying my friends were bad, but I had to go into me, which meant it was I had to actually like just just basically find myself and uh, which meant uh, sort of losing a lot of people on the way, not intentionally, but just because I was, I was headed down that path and I needed to stay focused. I needed to keep myself safe from panic attacks and anxiety. Um, so that's, that's how I sort of wrote them. I don't think... I don't think children should have anxiety and PTSD. They do, okay. And I know it mainly comes from the World War, you know, uh, it was called battle shock and shell shock. Um, and that's understandable. But, but to, to think this day and age that children are six and seven years old or even older with anxiety is quite, um, it's, it's quite confronting. And I do worry about what's going to happen in the future with children. You know what I mean? Uh, because they're sort of, they're not learning, I don't think they're learning to regulate as well as they should. Um, and that's why I wrote the books, is to help them believe in themselves, uh, learn their emotions, uh, where are their emotions taking you, um, yeah, face those, face challenges, because life, life's going to happen no matter what, you know, you're either in a problem, coming out of a problem, right, or headed towards one. That's that thing called life. It's never going to be perfect. And that's why I think most people give up when a little challenge happens because it's uncomfortable. You have to get used to being uncomfortable if you want to move forward. And that's what I had to more or less do, you know. Um, and I think that's about having a big dream, you know, have a big dream. Like when things get, you know, what, like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, it's all too much, it's all too much, you know, even if it's just, 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 just housework or um, you've got something going on at work or whatever. Just remember that these things are all going to be in life. You're going to get these things whether you like it or not. You're not going to ever get up and have a perfect day. There's always going to be something that's in front of you that you're going to have to tackle head on, you know. So when that happens, I always say do something that you just don't want to do. Get, get really uncomfortable, you know, like just, just choose to do something that is going to make you really challenge yourself, you know. Um, and that, that's, that's what I sort of do. Like the other night I was sitting on the couch and I thought, okay, we've gone into lockdown for five days, what can I do? So I signed up for a course for like um, PTSD, to study PTSD. I mean, I just did it within 10 minutes. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Why not give it a crack? <laughs> Most people think of things and I'm just like, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but <laughs> I've got two years, they say, so thank God. Um, and I think it's important as well 
to not talk about the past too much, you know, um, especially if you've been rolling done, I think the best revenge is success. Yeah. You know, people watching you grow um, and to, to develop, it's like, well, here I am. Look at me now, you know. I've got through it. It didn't bury me. I'm doing this. I'm going to achieve this, you know. Um, and I don't think you should wish life to get better. I think you should get, I mean, I don't wish you, you should wish life to get easier. I think you should wish for life to get better, you know. I think you should wish to get smarter. Learn how to handle it because in life as children, they're going to grow up and they're going to have things come and hit them. They need to learn how to handle it. You know what I mean? Um, be aware of everything, right? But be attached to nothing. Be aware of all the little things going on in your life, but don't be attached to them. Don't get fixated on one thing, you know? Um, you just, I, I don't, yeah, go. Oh, no, I was, just I was loving all the quotes because it's like, you got, like, you got a bit of like Wayne Dyer going on. You got um, mm -hmm. just because I do a lot of self self improvement also. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like all the different like little sayings like mm -hmm. you're the average of the five people you hang out with. So yeah, if yeah. if you're not growing, you're going backwards. So like you had to get rid of that that fr that friend group because they weren't right. uplifting you. So you found yourself some new friends to you know because you're always changing. That's right. I just love that. That's right. You just kept like throwing out things that like. I've heard all before and stuff like that, all in my subconscious. I haven't thought about it, but yeah. like, oh yeah, I've heard that one. I've heard that one. Yeah. That was really, yeah. really good. Keep going. What well, else? and that's right. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, the thing is, I like to always remember is people going nowhere always want them to go with you. Yeah. Because you keep them down there and they're comfortable. They don't want to get out of the comfort zone. They don't want to challenge themselves. You know, and like they say, if you're the smartest person in your group, well, you need to find your friends because you need to have friends that are going to challenge you all the time. You know, I want people around me that are going to go, hmm, okay, wait a minute, and challenge myself all the time. Um, eventually, you know, I'm working on, and I've been working on just trying to be a really impactful personality, um, a person of self-value, um, self uh, you know, a leader, because I, I believe that if you, until you handle things with grace, that will stay in your face, you know? Um, and success keeps the right company, so... Yeah, when I meet people, I'm like, well, are you are you like Les Les Brown says, you know, are you rock or are you fertilizer? You know, are you helping me grow or not? Because yep. if you're not helping me grow, well, adios, see you later. You know, um. So anyway, I, I head into a lot of self discipline. Like I said, if I don't get on my bike every morning, it's like having an anxiety pill. I take that pill every morning, and that's called a bike ride. Yeah. Uh, and if I don't bike ride for two days, my family pretty much want to pack their suitcases and leave. So, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty painful after two days of no exercise <laughs> or meditation or praying. Yeah. And I like to do that as well. Um, and also with the bike rides, it's good to, it's good to challenge yourself. Like I started doing three kilometer walks and then I actually have a arthritis so it was actually quite uncomfortable for my knees and my joints once I got up to running so I got a bike and now I just just get on it some days I don't even know I'm out there because it's so ingrained in here that I just I wake up and I'm like what am I doing here hey what the hell that's a nice sunset you know there goes a <laughs> rabbit like but you know you're always always kind of getting that but then days turn into weeks weeks turn into months and before you know it 
you've got your, your planning set. Oh, I think you should always know what you're doing before, before you go to bed. Your day the next day should be planned out. You should have that ingrained in your head. You know, you should know what you're going to do because um, then you stick to it. I mean, you know, I've never really got it when people have said, oh, um, oh yeah, I'm just going to stay in the bed. Why point get up? You know, just stay there. Just yeah. stay there. Don't go achieving nothing, you know, like whatever. I can't handle that. That drives me insane. I'll go in at 6 a.m. If my husband's still in bed, I'll just slap him on the ass. I'm like, boy, get up. I can't <laughs> do this. People that can't keep up the pace, I get frustrated at, but then I have to also learn everyone is different. Yeah. You know, everyone has their own abilities and their own way of doing things. So I can't expect people to try and keep up with me. I mean, you're pretty, you know, you'd be pretty on the go all the time, you know? You're, yep. Yeah, I know how that feels. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think until you've had the taste of finishing something, you won't respect yourself, you know? Like if I say, oh, like when I said, oh, I'm going to write books, I had a lot of people say, whatever. Well, I wrote three. Boom. Oh, total, <laughs> boom. Boom. Total respect for myself. <laughs> say now. <laughs> Yeah, picking up what you're putting yeah. down. You, oh, yeah, it's been spout when people actually talk about things like you've been talking about this for 20, like five, 10 years now. You're actually going to do it. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, we're the yeah. same, like, oh, you're going to do this. And people are like, yeah, right. And then mm-hmm. it's suddenly, oh, you've done that. I say on the podcast, mm. I want to do the podcast. Oh, yeah, sure you are. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. this is episode 35. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Take that. laughs> you stay in bed because that's where you're comfortable, you know? <laughs> Go, <Nope>. you. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yes, I think you do. Yeah, you've always got to be growing. You can never be satisfied with yourself, you know? Don't ever get too comfortable. No one knows enough to be a pessimist, you know? I don't think you should get that comfortable that you're satisfied. You go, oh, well, I'm done now. No, I think so. The best version of yourself you're always chasing. You'll never get there. And if you are there, then... Yeah, Yeah. if you think you're done, you're done. It's like, well, that's what I... I wrote the books and I'm like, oh, how does it feel to be an author? I'm like, well, not much different, really. I'm just looking for the next thing to do. (laughs) You know? So yep. I started writing the next one. <laughs> so you got but, three, um, where can okay. people buy them? Get they can buy them off Facebook. Um, I'm on that East, I don't know how you say it, East Etsy. Seawit. I think, yeah, yeah, I knew that. It's with, well, it's on there, on Facebook, Children's Books by Cara Spinell. Um, <clears throat> I think they're really good. The first book's about helping children regulate their emotions um because it's a pretty fast-paced world out there so I think that you know if they can just kind of you know their brains are like like um they're chasing their brain all the time it's all it's all go 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 you know um there's a lot more there's all the technology there's that sort of thing and that's where I say like I don't think children are given the chance to regulate their emotions and to sit down and go okay that's a bit confronting or pick the emotion that you need to handle a day don't and choose a good one you know because the bad emotions that you're going to keep like touching on are going to lead to anxiety and depression later on in life. And it's on the rise as we all know. So, you know, um, so yeah. And then the second book is about, yeah, following your dreams, you know, and you know, you remember when you were a kid and you used to jump out of bed and you'd be like, Oh, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to build this. My kids are in the shed now with the uh, hot glue gun. (laughs) I'm just picturing them like gluing the fingers together. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on the podcast. Like, ah, 
<laughs> like, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm waiting for the knock on the door. I'm waiting for the knock on the door, you know. But um, yeah, there and there, there's all there's all sorts of funky stuff going on, you know. Um, but your kids don't seem to do that anymore. They seem to get up and just bounce straight on the TV or, you know, you, the sun's out, you should be out challenging yourself, seeing what you can do and um, following your dreams. You know, imagination is everything with kids. And they just, it's okay. Technology, you know, technology has got its good points, like we're using it now and that, you know, but it has got a lot of down points because a lot of kids are watching gaming or they're gaming themselves. That's not living. I don't believe that's living myself. I've never played a game in my life, so I don't know. But when you're watching someone else do something, I've got issues with that. You should be just doing it yourself, especially children. You know, they should be challenging themselves. Um, and I think also you need to, as a parent, do that. Make them do that. You know, make them get up and challenge themselves. Don't, don't, don't let it go just because it's easier. Like, don't choose the easy path. You got to train them. You know, oh, they should be helping you with the housework. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be. They shouldn't be gaming or something. Well, you got to have messy house. It's like how many hands are there? Let's get do this, and then we can all relax and have fun. You know. So it comes down to training as well. Um, I'm really firm on my children, as everyone knows. I'm a good mother, though. I do have lots of fun with them. I do lots of stuff. Yeah. But I'm strict. Like at 13 months old, I'm like, well, you know, if you can turn on the TV, you can turn on the washing machine. <laughs> Just separate the whites yeah. and the colours and the towels yeah. and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll worry about that later. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is like, on Quick start on quick start. It, it's not <laughs> not rocket science. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, then when they get really good, you can get them to do the scoop. They can put that in. You know? <laughs> Just don't they eat it. Doing that, hey? Just don't eat the washing powder. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a scoop, so like if like it's cereal, like oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They'll only do it once. Yeah, they'll only do it once. <laughs> Oh, but um also the third book is about um its affirmations now i think that if children read this i am affirmations book before they go to bed i think it works a lot on the subconscious mind like i meditate before i go to bed every night um i pray and i meditate at morning and night now i don't say i pray to god or I pray to anyone i pray out in the universe i'm just i'm just grateful you know we've got running water we've got we've got sundays we've got we're healthy you know i know there's a lot going on at the moment but you know our parents have been through stuff they've been through the world war you know like so well not ours but way back <laughs> oh, no, i think how old um, <laughs> so no, I mean, you know, not that old like, you know our generations they've been through a lot a lot of stuff they'd be just thinking oh yeah like you know but, but I mean, that's not making it any better, but, you know, um, so I believe that if children, you know, are, are saying this to themselves before they go to bed, I've had a lot of reports that children, I've got a few girls that are actually anxious and they've actually got the book and they're actually reading it before they go to bed, you know, and it's got like, you know, I am unique, I am happy, you know, all the time. They're, they're reading these affirmations and they're going to bed with these positive thoughts, you know. I think that's really good for them. Why go to bed worrying? You know, you've got to shift your, you've got to shift that emotion and change it. Which emotion do you want to wake up with? You know, and I think that if you shift that. Um, so, and I think another thing that children need to do is they need to grow up to be their own best friend. You know, they need to stand up for themselves like, 
you would your best friend. You know what I mean? Talk to yourself all the time. Praise yourself. I was walking around the house before we did this, you know, uh, flat out, just going, it's right, you've got this, you're empowering, you're alive, you can do this, you're like amazing woman, you know, and it's quite funny for my family to watch, but the fact is it's true, I am pretty amazing, so. <laughs> you know? say it. Um, uh, you know, and, and so I think that children need to need to do that, you know, and, and, it, and it comes like children are what they see, you know, and what they believe. So children, um, you know, if they, if they see you reading a book, they're going to read a book. If you're telling them to turn off the TV, no, if you're telling them to turn off the TV, but you're watching TV and you're telling them to go to bed, it's like, well, why don't you go read a book as well, like, you know, um, because they, they, what they see is what they think is normal, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think people could probably work on that a little bit more, so... But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what else. That's it. I'm done talking now. What do you want to ask me? <laughs> what is your affirmation? Like what you, you say to yourself after I am, is it the I'm powerful maligned? Do you say that all the time or do you have different ones or you change it up or is it the same? I way? change it up. Like if I'm, uh, okay, so when I'm meditating, one thing I do do when I'm meditating or well, my, my body, my nerves get a little bit set off. Um, you got to be careful of that with anxiety and panic disorder. I normally sit there and like do this and do a few deep breaths and like I'm not the body and I'm not the mind. In other words, I'm not going to listen to this uh, bad negative energy uh, and I breathe through it. When I'm out on the bike, I think people must think I'm talking to myself <laughs> because I'll be riding along and I'll think, oh, come on, Paris. Like some days you don't, you know, you, I like exercise, I do, but I like it after that you know, you, what's it called that you, that gets released? Um, Endorphins. Oh, you know, when, adrenaline. You know what I mean. Uh, when you feel better, uh, yeah, it kicks in. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, when that kicks in, you're feeling good. Then you're like, right, you know. But leading up to that, I will often be going, "Come on, girlfriend, you've got this. You're a fighter. You're a believer. You're a dreamer. You can do this. You have got this. You have got this." And and that will be like all the time. I'll talk to myself all day. Just ask my husband. You know, <laughs> it's when I start answering, we've got problems. But so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly it's that one. You've got this. You're awesome. You're powerful. You, you can do anything you put your mind to, Karis. You're amazing. Just constantly all the time. All the time. <laughs> so what's in the future so, for you? So you've done your three books. Are you going to do, it sounds like, are you going to like start trying to help other parents and stuff like that? Like do those um, Facebook groups or catch up. So I'd like to be. I would like to be an impactful personality. Uh, I I do feel good when I help people or children for that matter. Yeah. Um. I'd probably like to go work at a few youth centres and just give advice. Um. Or just help guide them through you know challenges in life. Uh. I I, I do my five year plan is to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. That that would be that would be good. Um, I think I can do it. I know I can do it. I know that I have the, the ability to do it. I've been through enough and I will always go through stuff. There will be more things that are going to happen in my life that I'm going to have to face. That's part of it. So, yeah, I'm writing another book at the moment. Um, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm working on it. But like I said, I like to work on it as well when you've got a clean mind. You've got to have your vision come to you. You know, you know yourself. Um, so I'm working on that at the moment. I'm trying to get 
get out there a bit more and sell the book. So I've, I, I'm a little bit, I'm not very good at technology. So I've got an appointment with a girl who apparently helps with social media and all that sort of stuff. So, um, and that's another thing, you know, when you need help to head towards your dream, your goal, don't be afraid to employ it. Don't be afraid to ask for it. You know, you don't have to do everything yourself. Like I bought this computer and it took me half an hour to find the on button, you know. So <laughs> it's always... It's always going to be a challenge, especially with computers. That'll be my thing. But, yeah, no, in five years, I'd like to be an impactful personality and um, helping people. With my page, my children's page, um, I do try to empower empower people and women just to be grateful, um, you know, and be powerful. So, yeah, that, that's probably, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna I hit- don't need a time stamp, okay? Are you going to hit schools up to like go there and do school do school visits and read your books? Yeah, 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 yeah. I dare say I will. I will. It's it's a. I think it's like it's it's like everything. You can't rush your gift, you know. Like I think I think I do have a good gift of being able to help people. I've got a good memory too. Like I I can listen to something and it's just implanted in this. That's a good thing being a motivational speaker. Yeah. because I can learn my own way of doing things and it would automatically come to me. So that's a, that's a positive. Um, but yeah, I will eventually like to go to schools and stuff like that. But like, like I said, you can't rush it. You can't rush it. I'll be working on it. I'll be working towards it. I've still got my home salon, um, but I only do a few days a week. Uh, I treat that as a hobby now. And okay. this is my goal. So I switched it up. Instead of thinking, oh, I've got to go to work, that's like, you know, it's like, that's just a hobby now and then, you know. And I've got a lot of, I've got a good clientele. I can actually pick and choose, which is great, telling you now. Because <laughs> you feel like a counsellor in there, I'm telling you. But my clients are awesome. Like, I've got awesome clients. Probably is because I've picked and choosed, you know, because when I go in there, you've got to watch your own mental health. It can be quite draining. Yeah. And um, so it's going to, it's going to take time. And plus, the kids are still little, so I don't want to rush it take my time get as much knowledge as I can and then just just come out shining you know and work towards it and I get I still get butterflies you know every time I kind of help someone or I um I think about this sort of stuff so it's pretty cool no it's pretty awesome like helping other people Mm. totally totally do agree with you there um yeah we've got about another couple minutes um, where can people find your line? I know you said your Facebook page. Just give it another shout out. It's it's I see, I believe, on that that EC window. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that equid. That equid is only Equid's. like a um little have you I'll talk to you after the show because might just Yeah, talk to me after the show. But, <laughs> but that, 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 it's on it's on the Facebook page. Um yeah. and that's why I've got this girl coming to meet with me because I'm, honestly, I'm not even linked to Instagram or nothing. But at the moment, like, I, I don't rush. Like I said, I don't rush things to the point where they put pressure on me. I'll take my time. Um, either way, the books will get out there. There's no need to overly stress about it. Get, we got the COVID thing going on at the moment anyway, so it's a good chance to kind of bond with my children. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, oh, we might wrap it up there. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It just flowed, man. It oh, flowed. It's a quick 40 minutes, eh? Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. It, it really is. So I hope everyone's enjoying their time at home with their children, even though we're in lockdown, you know. I've got a few tips, you know. I think that people need to turn off the media, don't get stuck into the 
the drama of it. Be grateful, you know, every day for your ice cream or your, <laughs> for your, um, you know, hot water. Protect their minds, you know, children. Um, keep them on innocent as long as you can. Like, don't, don't be silly about it, but you don't need the media on. And watch what you talk about in front of your children about COVID because you're just installing fear and then they've got to go to school and it's a new challenging year already. So I just get out there and enjoy the sunshine, have a stiff drink, you know, um, and smile and be happy and uh, laugh and enjoy yourself and peace to you all. That's a, that's a good way to like end the show. There's some like words of wisdom there. All right, cool. I'll do the little outro. Well, yeah, that's a wrap. I'd like to thank Karis again for coming on the show. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for listening. Please tell a friend about the podcast and have a fantastic day. All right, bye.